Welcome back. This is Robert Fleming of the law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC in Tucson, Arizona. I'm here with my partner, Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman, and we're going to talk to you about some of the issues that elder law attorneys, at least qualified elder law attorneys in Tucson, Arizona, face from time to time. Elizabeth, any recent developments, any recent cases come to mind that, uh, that, that raise issues that you think our listeners might be interested in? I think so, Robert. I had a head scratcher this week. has to do with Quimby, Slimby, and QI. I had somebody ask me about this alphabet soup, and I had to take a pause and get oriented to Medicare and what some of these acronyms stand for and why they're important. Do you want to talk a little bit for a moment about Quimby, Slimby, and QI and what the heck those things are? Sure. I love talking about Quimby. I love just saying Quimby. It's, it sounds like <laughs> such a good program. Uh, Quimby, Slimby, and QI are specialized programs of Arizona's Medicaid program. Most other states have the same programs, although uh, their, their names and acronyms may be different. And uh, so be careful about relying on anything we say if you're not in Arizona. But in Arizona, our Medicaid program is called ACCESS, Arizona Healthcare Cost Containment System. And uh, Medicaid covers people who are too poor to afford their own medical care as an overgeneralization. But what most people don't realize is Medicaid is actually, or Access, is actually a whole bundle of different programs. Uh, There is access um, for SSI beneficiaries. There's access that you get because your uh, your taxable income is below the the threshold level. There's access that you get for long-term care. And there are the Quimby, Slimby, and QI programs. So the way those work is, if you are a Medicare beneficiary, if you're receiving Medicare benefits and you qualify financially, uh, you can address the problem that Medicare has co-payments, deductibles, and premiums that a lot of people can't afford. And so the Quimby program, Quimby stands for Qualified Medicare Beneficiary, uh, allows the state Medicaid program, access in our case, to pay the premiums, deductibles, and co-payments. So somebody who is on Medicare but otherwise might qualify for Medicaid or access doesn't get stuck in a position where they're actually paying more for their medical care than their neighbor with similar income. Can I give a specific example here, Robert? Sure. And tell me whether or not this fits into the Quimby puzzle. If I have somebody who would be eligible for SSI and that person is actually a disabled adult child and starts to receive benefits on a parent's work history once that parent has retired, that disabled adult child actually will probably get more every month on that parent's work record from Social Security than SSI. Is that right? That's right. And so they may actually lose their Medicaid eligibility because of their excess income. Now, their income has to be pretty high to lose Medicaid eligibility altogether, but it could happen. And so then in a puzzle like this, we start to look at these rules about Medicare because you are a qualified disabled adult child, presumably within 24 months of that qualification, you would start to receive Medicare. Is that right? That's right. And that's very confusing to people. So you get on Medicaid immediately, access immediately when you when you start receiving SSI. 
But when you switch from SSI to benefits on your parent's account, what uh, usually, not quite correctly, but usually is called SSD, uh, Social Security Disability, um, then uh, then you have a 24-month wait period. So somebody like the person you met with this week is getting SSI, they're getting SSI, they're getting SSI, then their parent retires and suddenly they start getting SSD, which is a larger number than their SSI. Uh, oh good, the good news is they'll qualify for Medicare. The bad news is two-part. One is they won't qualify for Medicare for 24 months. And then, of course, the second bad part is that once they do switch from access to Medicare, they now have copayments, premiums, and deductibles to pay. And so does that mean that if I'm a disabled adult child and I am on Medicare, that depending on the income I receive each month, perhaps I'd be eligible for something like Quimby? Yeah, once the 24-month period has run, almost all of the people who are in the position that you describe will be getting Quimby, a uh, qualified Medicare beneficiary. And Quimby, the Quimby program pays their co-payments, deductibles, and premiums. A few of them will have a little too high of income, and they won't be on Quimby. They'll be on Slimby, the special low-income Medicare beneficiary program, and they won't get their co-payments and deductibles paid, but they will get their Part B premiums paid on Medicare. So their medical care will be very slightly more expensive than they were paying under under access, where they usually pay nothing. And when you say a bit more expensive, but then when we look at the totality of the kinds of benefits somebody would receive through Medicare, presumably those could be pretty great. So when we see folks focus on what they're receiving through Medicaid, through something like access, and then they go into a whole new pool of resources if they receive Medicare. That's not always a bad thing. No, it's usually, in fact, a good thing. Part of that is because more physicians and physicians groups uh, accept Medicare, and you can change your, you can pick among different groups um, in most Medicare arrangements that you enter into. Whereas with access, you are stuck with one of the couple of, of uh, providers. Access is based on an HMO model. A health maintenance organization model. So you're kind of stuck with in-network coverage. Um, not that that's bad coverage, but you don't have as much uh, ability to, to go see someone that you've heard is really good or something. And once you switch over to Medicare, you have a little bit more uh, comfort and, and a wider range of choices. Also, once you switch over to Medicare, you have the possibility of using Medicare Advantage plans to further reduce your costs um, now, our clients have kind of mixed experience with Medicare Advantage plans for adult children with disabilities, uh, but, uh, but if there's a good fit for you, then that can be a very attractive option. You, you get to maybe have the same health care provider that your parents have, so there's one shop that you go to for the whole family's medical care. Maybe you can find someone who's closer, maybe you can find someone who's more attuned to the particular disability that you have, um, so there's a lot more flexibility on Medicare. In general, most of our clients who switch from access to Medicare are happier on Medicare, although the administration of the program is bewilderingly complicated. And we haven't even gotten, by the way, to Altex, the long-term care component of Medicaid or access in Arizona, 
which adds another layer of confusion and uh, and and uh, disharmony to the entire uh, formula. Maybe another another podcast session we could just talk about all text for people who are developmentally disabled or seriously mentally ill. I think that would be a great topic, Robert. I really appreciate the opportunity at Fleming and Curdy to work with families as these kinds of questions come up. One of the things that I always try and let people know is this is not all intuitive and it is not easy to go online and read through the state and federal guidelines to understanding, first of all, what you're receiving and then why are you receiving it? Not intuitive is one of the great understatements of all time. Uh, <laughs> I hope this has helped people understand the whole Quimby Slimby QI uh, universe a little better. That sounds like it's a, an upcoming blockbuster movie, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I'm Robert Fleming, and I've been talking with Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. We are partners in the Tucson law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC, and we hope that you'll join us again for our next podcast episode. Thanks for listening today.